Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are our parents, our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Erin Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. And I'm Erin Mitchell. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the magic formula that can help every parenting partner navigate their day-to-day lives without losing their minds and without feeling disconnected as partners. I love magic formulas. I do too. I really do. That's why That's why we're talking about a magic formula. Right. Sure. Makes sense. I think why this seems important, um, honestly, we do think it's a magic formula, um, but I think the part that stands out the most to us as a couple, I think to most of the couples we talk to, and mm-hmm. honestly, I think to most couples, is how the day-to-day differences can really become major differences. Like the the, the different ways each partner approaches the day-to-day. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so because... Um, so here, I'll give you a little scenario and then see if this matches or fits um, your experience in any way, shape, or form. So uh, we have Celeste and Amanda. And they have a life full of kids, work, neighborhood hangouts, and extended family. Um, and, and this is a life that they love and a life they wanted. And at the same time, they find that they frequently feel agitated with the way the other schedules a day, approaches task, the way they coordinate events for the kids. Either there's a lack of structure or one feels that there's too much structure. And at the, at the end of the day, what it feels is neither one, Celeste or Amanda, feels like they appreciate how the other partner goes about accomplishing the, day, the day-to-day life um, of their, their family and being parents. And the thing is, is Celeste and Amanda, they appreciate one another's differences in these areas, or at least they, they thought they did, uh, because now what they're beginning to see is that these differences they're starting to feel like a problem. And then they're also beginning to hurt the other's feelings. And so in the end, they both just want a way to get through the day without getting lost in all the little things and all the little differences. And they want to feel close and on the same page as a couple. Magic, right? Because... Well, they want magic, you mean. Right, because that sounds impossible, almost. Well, this definitely is familiar. So you asked us, you know, does this feel familiar in any way, shape, or form? It's certainly familiar to us. Yes. And again, as we... And to like the most majority of everybody we, we talk, talk to. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, and not all the same. I, I don't know that every couple has that same list of things that feel sure. different. But I think most couples have at least a few things. Some couples... I mean, we're pretty much Amanda and Celeste to a T there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But every couple has something, and it's it is the you like to use this word piddly. Um, yeah, it's the piddly stuff in a day that can really start to feel like it's grating on you. Right. It's like, and and then what it begins to feel like is your partner is a barrier to your life going the way you want it to go, or to and, your family life going the way you want it to go. But it's not just know. the way you want it to go. It's it's honestly the way you think is best. That's true. I mean, the way I want things to go definitely is right. I knew you were going to say it was right. I knew it. I saw it coming. I feel like I walked right into that one. You did. Um, 
Yes, I I think you think it's right, and uh-huh. I think it's best. Those aren't really different, but that, those are the things we say. Right. Um, we think that we have the best vision for our family. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, right? Like, um, you know, how things should work. If things were perfect is you as parenting partners and as partners would collaborate, you would hear from one another, you would take feedback, you would um, be flexible, you'd compromise, and you'd be able to do all of these things while you're fixing lunch and rushing out the door and going to work and coming back and scheduling social events for your kids and dealing with sick kids and all these things, it would just, you know, teamwork would make the dream work and you would be, <laughs> you, things would be going great. But then I think in reality, what it is, is like this stage of life. I mean, it, lots of stages of life can be stressful. This stage of life is stressful in its own unique way. And by this, parenting, you, mm-hmm. being partners and parenting and I don't know if there's any other way. I mean, I'm sure there's another way to, describe it. But when I think of it, it's just overwhelming. And what happens is overwhelmed individuals act in overwhelmed ways. Sure. And, and the reason it's not teamwork makes the dream work is because everyone is trying to deal with that feeling of being overwhelmed. And we all have different ways of doing that. And therein lies a lot of the um, struggle and difficulty. Yes, I think I think that is a large part of the struggle and difficulty. Mm-hmm. I think what's worth noting too is when you're talking about this stage of parenting. I think the reason it's okay to be so global with this, yeah, is because I don't think I mean all of the stages of parenting are different and sure. have different stresses, but I don't think they have less stress, just different stress. Yeah, I think I'm just talking about the the stage of just being partners and parents no matter what what stage what stage what no, age, age or stage your kids is yeah, right whatever, right right whatever but i just i think i remember i mean maybe when they you if your kid you know your kids leave and go like for, adult you know maybe it's a little well, different sure you know, but. yes um parenting of course takes on a different i don't know feel then i think what i was feeling though when you were saying that is i distinctly remember um when we had babies, like little babies, new babies, uh-huh. feeling like, okay, when they're toddlers, it's yeah. going to be a little less demanding. Um, and then th- it wasn't. It wasn't right. more demanding for us, but it wasn't less. And then like, okay, when they're a little bit older, um, yeah. I think the demands have shifted. But I don't think – Yeah, that- I, and I will say – we are sleeping more, which is a beautiful sure, thing. Sure, sure. Things shift, but stresses shift, you know, focus shifts, but still it's a feeling of like, whoo, yes. right, <laughs> uh, another day, here we go. Yes. So I think sort of the pause for reflection here, I think for anyone listening is what stage of parenting are you in? Yeah. And what are the sort of unique stressors of that stage for you? Yeah. And then what about for your partner? Because I don't think... They're the same couple to couple. Like what was stressful for us in, in the newborn stage isn't the same for the next couple. Sure. But it is important that Stephen and I know what feels particularly stressful. Yeah, in how this. it's stressful for each of us. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then how it's stressing our, our relationship, our dynamic. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it, they are all... Because it is. Because yeah. I mean, I, and I think that hopefully the, there's sort of a normalizing, you know, kind of uh, feel to this idea that... This is naturally uh, a lot, uh, an overwhelming, yeah, an overwhelming experience. And 
that when you are overwhelmed as a human being, you're not your best self. You you want to be, but but it's hard. But it's hard because you you are kind of operating at a, sort of a, a higher state of activation and. And in doing that, we all respond differently. You know, some people get really like hyper vigilant and involved and engaged, and kind of um, can, might feel uh, really stressed um, and might be busy and doing a lot and just you know kind of spinning and thinking in their thoughts and you know all that kind of stuff. Others might be kind of shut down, you know, kind of distant, withdrawn, numb, you know, whatever it might be. Like again, these are just responses. These are just stress responses. Um, but I think when you're in a partnered relationship, they begin to feel um, personal, personal yes. because they are. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it is personal because you're not the only person in the relationship. You're not the only parent and you're well, not yes. the only person who's being impacted by your way of being. You know. That's exactly right. And I think what I think what we hear a lot of and I can I think we both relate to, but I know I'll just speak for myself. I. I take your stress response personally because I have to pay for it. Sure. Sure. So it 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 is personal. And vice versa. And vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I um, gotta pay for yours too. Okay. You're not just <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right. No, that's right. So I yeah. so it is like, well, yeah, it would be fine for you to check out if it didn't mean that meant I had to check in yeah, more or be, yeah, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Um because to be fair, I'm not usually the one who's doing more. But right. I I think you do a lot. So so I think um what what ends up happening then is is this is sort of a daily pattern, right? So it's a everyone's d- daily dealing with maybe the overwhelming context. Uh, sorry, I'm going to pause you for one second. Mm-hmm. I I just want to highlight that we have been using the word stress. We like parenting. We like stress our is, and kids. stress is not a negative word. That's what word. I was going to say. Yes. It, well, it, it has a negative Sure, sure. I, connotation. But we're just talking about a heightened level of intensity or um, responsibility or activity or, you know, nothing like um, bad, bad. We we aren't saying parenting is bad. Parenting's great. There's a lot to it. Absolutely. Yes. And and um, our stress response system just says something's important. Mm -hmm. I want to pay extra Mm -hmm. attention. I want to do my best. I want to take care. I want to love, protect. Right. Yes. And and I'm going to be, you know, I, I am overwhelmed by parenting. I don't see that as negative. I don't see that as like something's wrong. I just think it it's a lot, you know, and and I really like it. And and so <laughs> so I think that both both, are true. both can be true. Right, right, yeah, right. That yes, both can I, be true. That's so all. I hope you yeah, remember no shame, what I positive. Yeah, no shame here, folks. Like it's like parenting is great and tough, you know. But right. Well, most great things are tough. Yeah. Um anyway. Do you yeah. remember where you were? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just thinking about okay, so what happens is this dynamic of great and tough is experienced by both partners and experienced differently. And oftentimes partners struggle to have like a game plan. So like, what do we do? Like, you mean a magic formula? Like a magic formula. Okay. Game plan equals magic formula. And so what we want to do is we want to give you the magic formula for like, what, what do you do as couples in this place to make it through the day to day and th- and be in a good spot and thrive and feel connected and feel um, like you're together, in the midst like of you're this. together, and like your way of soothing in the world is validated. Because mm-hmm. if Stephen and I were to each give you our own magic formulas, they would not be the same as our shared magic formula. Right. Because what would soothe me all on a Tuesday? I feel like Tuesday is one of the most ordinary days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just 
a Tuesday, but it's, it is on a Tuesday when people start, you know, to grate on one another. It's the silly, simple things that are still like, wow, you're still doing that, or you're still not doing that, or I'm still having to do this, or I'm still not allowed to do that, or all those things. Um, But what would help me get through a Tuesday is different than what would help you get through a Tuesday. Exactly. And the magic formula is validating both. Right. A combination of both. Yes. And and so I think that um, part of one of the first things in terms of, you know, how can, you know, couples approach this is... You mean how to fix what's broken with the magic formula? Yes. Yes. How to fix what's broken uh, is to, to make like, to make a plan as, and, and I mean, I mean like a simple plan of like, so what is today going to look like? What's our week going to look like? You know, if you're really big planners, you know, you might plan out the month, but just at, at its very simplest is to make a plan together about your expectations and what you would like to see happen right? for your day, for your personal day and for your kids and, and family, right. I would say. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of that comes into um, something as simple as, you know, for us, for our family, um, both Aaron and I work. So we have to make a plan about, um, and we also work from home and those kinds of things. So who's working when and how are we going to do that? Um, because we also, um, our kids, you know, you know, our kids are here at home. So like who's with the kids, who's working, you know, who has a meeting, who, you know, those simple kind of things. Right. Um, and then with that comes planning things for the kids, like who's got a practice, who's doing dinner, who's doing breakfast, you know, all, all those like logistical things it's really useful to make a plan about what your expectations are and what you look like. So I, yes. Or what that looks like, not what you look like. You can make a plan for what you want to look like as well. Like what um, you want to wear, you know, that kind of thing. I, th- I honestly thought you meant more like what you want your stress to look like. I did, um, which was what I was going to say. I, I have um, a great group of friends and so many of them are talking about how stressful summer can be. Summer's approaching. There's a lot more juggling for many of them. Um, Kids aren't in school. Kids aren't in school, which most of my friends still work. um, So they're having to figure that out. Some of them who don't work are like, so now it's me. All all this to say, um, there's a lot of stress, but somebody was just saying for the first time, I think ever in the history of my kids' lives, I am excited. I am I am willing to deal with all the stressors of summer to not have to deal with getting out the door. Like this year was the worst year navigating mornings. Right. Um, and I, and I think those things like knowing the stress points in your day and making a good plan about it. Like, so what is that stress point? Is it making the lunch? Is it because no one wants to eat breakfast or is it because my yeah, is toddler, it the, is it pickups? Doesn't, is it, you know, he puts on his shoes, but then as soon as it's time to go out the door, it's like, mm, not these ones actually. Mm-hmm. I really wished I had my other shoes. So I'm going to go do that right now, even though everybody else is already waiting in the car, whatever it is. I'm just saying, knowing that moment and making a, a together couple plan about this would be helpful for me. And and so this first step, and I'll say is helpful in our relationship for me. It's not helpful for you, Aaron. Like you don't, you mean make a plan? Yeah, you don't you don't care about a plan or making one, um, which is a difference. Well, I but, think because I would say I do make a plan, but you would say make right. a plan 
where that has like bullet points and like step one, step right. two. My plan Maybe for any time. day would be like, oh, I think we're going to go to the park at some point. Right. And I like ha- probably have a picnic <laughs> and we'll definitely like hope to get some popsicles or I right. don't know. That yeah. I'm going to work sometime. And I'll, uh, I, yeah. You know, and that's going to be fit that in. Right. Right. So th- that's right. And so and that so, is my plan, but that feels mind boggling to you. Right. And so that kind of leads us into the second. So make a plan, but also be flexible with the plan. And I think that this speaks to who my, you are. It soothes me. Right. You need like, you need to be able to have that flexibility. Which does not, not mean dismissing the plan. Right. It means sticking to the plan as much as possible. But when it doesn't work, knowing that I'm going to be like, Stephen, I, di- I did the plan, but this wasn't working. Or I right. needed to have somebody else give our middle a ride or whatever. Right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. And so what, the, what kind of the, the navigation is between the differences between, you know, Celeste and Amanda, between Steven and Aaron is I like a plan and I want to stick to it. I mean, rigidly don't change it. This is what's going to work. This is what we agreed to. This is the only way. This is the only way things can go right and, and go well. There's that right word. Right, right, right. And, and that's, and so that's my perspective yet as you just heard from Aaron, she's like, well, no, I mean, I have a plan, but I just, I have sort of a a flexibility within that. I have a feeling about what I'd like to do. And I'm willing to recognize that a lot of things come up in the life and day of a parent that change what things look like. And I, and I feel like you've planned for that. Correct. And so what, what the conversation between us is, is Aaron wanting flexibility is not disrespectful or a dismissal of me wanting the rigidity. And my rigidity isn't trying to do the, be disrespectful or dismissive of your flexibility, but we've got to like meet in the middle, have a, have a meeting place. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, and, and that took a lot of resistance from both of us oh, getting yeah. to the place where, yeah. cause I would just say, no, I'm not right. going to commit to your plan. I want, and, and that really hurt your feelings. Also, a plan's a great idea. I, I get the benefit. Um, but I think in these in these moments, this is one of those times where both people have to be validated. It saying no to your partner on something that soothes them isn't isn't going to work for anybody. Right. Um saying, here's how I can say yes. I can I can sit down with you, I can help map out a plan, I can I can stick to it as close as I can. But in the day when I feel like I this is going to interrupt something or disrupt. Um, I need to. I need you to validate that I'm going to be flexible, and that's not going to ruin your day. Right, right. And so things do come up. So like we might have a plan for how the day is going to look, and maybe something comes up for you at work where you're like, "Well, um, no, I need to get this done." Right. And that, and and so I could. What I know about our, the conversations we've had is okay, like. You are, you respect that I want a plan. Mm-hmm. I also respect, have to respect that you want flexibility. And so when that, when those moments come up, it's like, okay, this is one of those scenarios where flexibility is really needed. It's not like, it's some not kind flexibility of personal, all the time. Yeah. It's not some kind of personal assault right. or anything like that. Or if I'm like, Hey, like we said we were going to do this now and we're not like, I get that. That's, oh, I'm like, you're right. 
we did say that and i can i can i can be flexible with other things because this is what i committed to. right right because a lot of our work life also does depend on together yeah doing things together Mm so so again it's making a plan it's being willing to be flexible and and then the nuance for each partner is what are the needs in that within that right um so it's step one step two Step three. And yeah. And then so step three in that is to demonstrate a desire to connect. And and I think it's that conversation that we just had where it's like, look, I I want to be respectful of what is useful to you. You want to be respectful of what is useful to me because we want to care for each other and connect. I know that flexibility is important to you, so I can be flexible. You know that having a plan is important to me. So you can be a little more planned, like in, in knowing that that is, um, what we're trying to demonstrate is our care and desire to connect when we have those places of compromise and of, um, collaboration really. Yeah. The reason I really like the word demonstrate in this is because demonstration reply or implies some sort of action. Like this is a real step. Um, right. something you do with your hands kind right. of stuff. I'm actively being flexible. Yes. You are actively sticking to the plan. Yes. Like, yes. And I, not whining about it and not getting all huffy. I can get so huffy sometimes and down moody about thing. If things don't go my way, it's for me to demonstrate care and a desire to connect is not to do that. Well, not to fill the space, right, yes, but right. it but it does take adjusting, and I think that that's different, sure, because it's of course it's sure, disappointing yeah, yeah, yeah. or frustrating, yeah. and that's okay. But like I think what you're saying is spilling your mood, um, right? Or like it's yeah. personal, but I do think, and I think the reason couples do that is because they haven't yet quite nailed down one and two steps right. one and two because yeah. it it doesn't feel like you actually respect my desire for flexibility, or it doesn't feel like I'm actually respecting your. Um, yeah. need for a plan right. when it's I'm just like, that's silly. Oh, you're so, exactly. you know, yeah. you're so I, rigid or you're, you know, you're so, um, you know, just kind of loose and loosey you know, goosey. Yeah. Um, kind of, you're yeah. fickle. You, you know, change plans with the blow mm-hmm. of the wind. So, so spontaneous. And, and well, I don't mind hearing that one, but yes, the rest of them are like, Oh, neat. That hurts. Um, mm-hmm. and I, so I think that when it starts to feel like a problem, it's because it's a problem. And you right. need to come back to steps one and two and say, okay, I think we need to reassess. I'm not sure that we really, we both really feel validated in that. Right. And I think that's the next. So you're demonstrating the the care and desire to connect, but you're also validating one another. And, and the reason validation is important, and I think validation can oftentimes be a really overused word, but validation is important because validation calms an overwhelmed nervous system. That's why. And so when it feels like you were just saying, like you've got to go to steps one and two, and you have to be respectful of one another's difference and validate it. Right. Not make it some kind of like, well, you know, that's because you don't know how to keep a schedule and you're so disorganized, Aaron. You know, that's why we have to be flexible. I mean, that's really just, I mean, that's not, there's nothing kind about that. Or for you to say to me, like, oh, you're just so rigid and task oriented and you don't, you know. All you care about are things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. like if, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not kind either. What you're trying to validate is, oh, I see that flexibility is important to you because that helps you feel um, 
Free. Free. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. Um, And a plan is important to me because ultimately it helps me feel free. Exactly. Too. And so the validation there is that's going to calm the nervous system, calm that overwhelming, overwhelming feeling. So you're not just sitting there going back and forth, like trying to prove your point and why your way is better than the other or I think if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, I would hope it would be this, that both Stevens and my desire is to connect. Steven wants to have the system all the way cleared out. He wants things to smooth running system helps me feel open and free to connect. Right. And that's my nervous system. That's my attachment. That's my personality kind of coming out. And yes, on paper, I, I used to feel like that wasn't true. Like I used to feel like all you care about is getting sure. all these things done and making sure everything's perfect and everything has its place. But you really can't connect freely until those things are in their place. And the right. reason you want those things in their place is so you can feel calm enough to want that. And the opposite right. is true for me. I, I feel I can feel really um, claustrophobic with closed systems and rigidity, not right. yours, but like right. yeah, real no, no. rigidity. Um, but what I want is to feel like, it's okay to connect. Like I right. can, oh, okay, I'm soothed. I can I can feel free to be close to you and connect with you. Right, things can change. And and so that and that and that's the part of the validating like, oh, that's part of like your personality, your attachment, who you are, your experience. I get that. That's part of mine. And and then what you're navigating in that is, all right, this is again the demonstrating care part and wanting to connect like I, I get that, that that is most soothing to me. And at the same time, I can make some changes. I, you know, I can, I can do things that would not be so rigid or not, or be more flexible uh, for the sake of helping your nervous system. Oh, I want to do that. And and I think and vice versa. Absolutely. And I think ultimately that is what soothes our nervous system. Yes. The um, couple the, nervous system. Is and the nervous system of the family, because yeah. I mean, the couple system is the sort of foundation for that, the family piece. Um, so yes, I, I just think that validation goes a long way right. in why you're willing to to accommodate your partner because it does take some compromise. And um, like I said, my magic formula isn't our magic formula. Right. Right. Um, on a day when I'm all by myself, it does not look like it does when it's yeah. a family day. Exa- exactly. And, and I think as part of that validation piece, you're, you're also kind of the the next step is communicating. And what we mean by communicating is taking what is on the inside. On your you, inside. On your yes. inside, your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, and bringing them outside and communicating them to your partner. And so if you notice, this is really a circular kind of process Correct. because what I do by saying to Aaron, like, oh, like I don't feel as free and open to um, engage and to, you know, be able to be in relationship until some of these boxes and check marks and all those kinds of things happen in my life. Like that is a vulnerable thing to say, because that's connected to a lot of stories and a lot of, you know, some positive, some negative about how I worked out how to deal with feeling overwhelmed. And so, but but I need to be able to communicate those parts that are inside to Erin because that's going to help her understand and that's going to help the validation process. Absolutely. And there is often one person in a relationship that feels like they're a better communicator anyway. 
But just because you say things doesn't mean you're communicating what is actually happening for you, like the the layers deep part. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just being able to tell your partner what you need. It's being able to tell them how that's important to you. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Not just, hey, could you do this, that, or the other thing, or I would really appreciate this or that. Like, I just need you to do this. Well, how come, like, what? What does uh, that communicate to you? What does that you? mean to you? Yes. Like, how would, how would that cause your nervous system to feel soothed? How would that cause you to have it feel validated? Right. You know? um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that oftentimes we have couples who come to us and one of them is the identified good communicator and the other right. one's the worst communicator. Right. And really... They're about the same. Yes, exactly. <laughs> on on having access to the insides of the how these came to be places. Yeah. Um. So I, I do think what we're not just being able to talk, we're being able to talk about the deeper layers. Yeah, yeah. And so and so again, so it's make a plan, be flexible with the plan, demonstrate care, which is demonstrating a desire to connect, validate, help calm one another's nervous system, communicate, bring what? what's inside <laughs> to the outside the inside of you to the outside. And then the the final thing is to to show yourself some self love and acceptance um, in this process and in the process of being different than your partner and in the process of it get feeling a little clunky and uh, messy sometimes. Well, sometimes um, when we talk with couples about this, like you even used a little bit of this language today, um, but about like being rigid or I feel like I'm uh-huh. controlling or I need things a certain way and. There are ways to to think about everything. Um, and and Stephen isn't a controlling person. Stephen likes order so his internal world can feel soothed. So Doesn't he can feel chaotic. Yeah. So he can come out and connect with us and be free and hilarious and ridiculous. Um, and that is good. I, mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. So I'm like, okay, what do you need to do? Because I love getting to the place where right. you feel like, okay, I've done the things and everything is in order. Now I can be present. Right. And you need to be able to access those free and spontaneous parts of who you are, the kind of flight of ideas and just sort of like, oh, this, wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't this be fun? Sort of all that adventuresome um, in the moment, present moment living to actually help you focus on what you want Absolutely. in a lot of ways. Yes, um, but people come in with all sorts of shame or negative stories or words people yeah. have said about the way they are or the things they need and made them feel bad. Yeah. A- and shame is a great way to get stuck. And if, Right, and, and so as partners, don't be a part of perpetuating shame in one another's life. In, in your own life in your own, or right. in your partner's. Mm-hmm. And the way shame will be perpetuated is if you're not able to validate, communicate, listen to one another's experience and and make a plan together on what you, you want to do. If you're just like, this is your problem, it's because you're this way. Or the, this is my problem. Or this is Yeah, I, I think I, a lot of people do do that. It's I, because I'm not doing it. I just Yeah, I think even the way or, they communicate about their own right. experience in this is like, I just need, 
I just need these things because I I'm too tight or I'm too right. Like right, right. no, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. You like a great system because it soothes you, and when you mm-hmm. feel soothed, then you want to move towards your partner. Right. That's not selfish. That's not controlling. That's not X, Y, and Z. But shame around it makes it all of those things. It right. makes it very tight. Um, yeah. And and also makes it no chance for growth and healing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we joke a little bit about a magic formula. But honestly, I, I do think that this is um, a process that really can change how you and your partner do what relate. you say. Yeah. Like, like, and it's like, oh, like, I, I think the reality is, is do this. Like, like, do these steps, make a plan, um, discuss what it looks like to be flexible within that plan. Tell your partner you want to connect, demonstrate that to one another by being um, willing to compromise, by validating one another's experience rather than dismissing it, communicate why this is all meaningful to you, and be loving towards yourself and your partner. I mean, like, like do this. Like, like it, it's, it's a conversation that can be had. It's a process that can be engaged in. I, I think you were saying past tense right here. I do think this is an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, I mean, it might be a day-to-day, week-to-week thing. Yes, this is It a, does sort of, in my mind, practice. it sort of feels like a Sunday night thing where you're planning the week ahead and like, okay, here, this week. Because our weeks, for example, change dramatically. Um, I think it was last week where it was like, well, we need three more partners because we can't possibly get everything done. Um, And this week it's like, wow, we only have a few things this week. So it's really different all in just a few days. That's true. Um, But, and I think that's part of the being flexible because I think you would love to like the first of every month. Every week is going to look the same. The same. Yeah. (laughs) It would all like work just right. And I'm like, oh my, but that, that doesn't work really. Um, so to be able, it's a practice, I think, um, an ongoing practice of how this can work for your couple relationship. Do you want help practicing the skills we've discussed today? Our free empathy exercise can help you and your partner practice the skill of validation in your couple relationship. You can find the exercise on our website at createyourcouplestory.com under the courses tab or on Instagram in our LinkedIn bio section at couples.counseling.forparents by clicking the store tab. Again, you can find the link at couples.counseling.for.parents or on our website at createyourcouplestory.com. Today's show was produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.